0: I see you and you see me. Watch you blowing the line when you're making. How do, you say, how do you say hello in German?
1: Hello. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, how do you say it in Hungarian?
1: <laughs> uh, well, it depends. <laughs> okay. There's a ton of different greetings in Hungarian. It also depends if it's like, you know, there's like distinctions between like polite greetings and like greetings among your friends. What's uh, a or rude like among greeting. peers? And then there's also a difference between if you just greet one person or several people. So if I were if I were to greet you, I would say Sia. But if I were to greet like a group of people, I would say Sia stock. Or I would say Joacht for good evening, because it's evening here.
0: Joacht. Yeah. Did I say that correctly?
1: Yes, that that was pretty much perfect.
0: Joastet, listeners. <laughs> or as they say in German, Hallo. Hello. Hello? Welcome. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest. <laughs> Welcome to an Ah, Leader Hosen.
1: Oktoberfest.
0: Welcome to Element OP, the show, I mean the podcast about the greatest show on television, Elementary. <laughs> R- Did you say Riverdale? Yeah. Now I said a different thing. Do you would you like to back up that statement or uh
1: I mean, this was basically an episode of Riverdale, so... <laughs>
0: <laughs> because they, are, they go to Riverdale at one point? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's what that show is about.
0: That's what famously the show is about, it's the location of Riverdale. So, yeah. you got me there, but this podcast is not about Riverdale all the time, just this episode. Uh, okay. Normally it's about, it's about Elementary. Yeah, that's the um, location.
1: There's two. It's, it's about two neighboring towns, Elementary and Riverdale.
0: <laughs> right, right, yes, and the, the two people, um, Sherlock Holmes and, and Joan Watson, who live in elementary
1: Yeah, they go to the, they go to the high school in, uh, in elementary
0: um. Look at this detective coat, do you ever see me not wearing this? <laughs> I'm a detective I'm weird I'm weird
1: <laughs> I'm weirdo <though. laughs> What the hell am I doing here?
0: <laughs> Let's introduce ourselves, we are, li- we are watching, Watching. We are watching season two, episode fourteen, "Dead Clade Walking" of Elementary. I'm your host Val Cub, aka Bucky Wanderstick, and I have a lovely guest who you've probably heard on some podcast or another, Janosch.
1: I'm Janosch. It's my name. I'm also Janosch, just to clear up any confusions. Makes it more efficient. <laughs> So this makes this this would this doesn't really make sense with my name, but um, <laughs> some people can just. There's a lot of descriptive names in this episode. I got to say. Yes. There's, there's Randy.
0: Mm-hmm. Sherlock has this thing of meeting people whose names are adjectives. That just throws him for a loop.
1: I mean, it is very complicated to understand. <laughs> uh, you need to have a very high IQ to uh, to understand descriptive names.
0: Luckily, we have Sherlock here to guide us through it because I don't personally have a a very high IQ. No, like him. Um, I
1: don't either. We have the our IQ is added up, maybe like comes up to his.
0: mm Hmm. mm
1: Hmm. Uh, IQ famously a real thing that matters and isn't racist.
0: (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's reflective of how much your brain works And yeah. that's a linear thing I mean, Look, so.
1: the most oppressed people famously Are people who had a very high IQ Diagnosed as kids And that they had, they had to go to gifted schools And people bullied them for that
0: Yes And now they're only kind of good at hobbies When they immediately pick them up And that's, yeah. that's oppression
1: It's <laughs> the most oppressed class <laughs> I don't fully understand what gifted kids this course is about. I just know that everyone hates it.
0: Yeah. There was just, there's like in schools, in American schools, there would be like kids that were really smart and you'd go into those classes and you'd just feel special. And then eventually you start, cause like prodigies, I mean, yeah. yeah, prodigies are only smart because they're kids. Like once be- they become adults, a lot of them are just adult, adult level smart. But ki- but not kids anymore. So they're just adult level smart adults, and it's like not impressive.
1: Yeah, I mean, as someone who anyway. just finished I've just finished like my master's degree in like like a month ago. Mm-hmm. And it's really depressing to just like go out there and look for jobs and like none of the skills required are like the ones that you go to college for. So like, is this, yeah. is this all a scam? I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's like when will I write a paper for this um, exactly job? Never? Great. But let's get into the, the episode. Well, first let me ask you, what did you think of the episode and have you seen Elementary before?
1: I have seen, like, the first three or four episodes of season one of Elementary. Okay.
0: Um, Pretty good episodes.
1: Yeah, so I know who Sherlock Holmes is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know who Joan Watson is. Um, mm-hmm. And then I watched this episode. <laughs> there were <laughs> a lot of context clues that made me, like put together stuff though like it was you know i I was not i was not really afraid that i that i will be lost because it's like a procedural show or whatever so it's like
0: yeah it's like the guys you only see in the police station are the police officers
1: yeah i could put that together i have yeah you know i have enough of an iq of that like i couldn't watch rick and morty because that requires a very (laughs) high iq but i can put together that the people who work at the police station are police officers so mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. that was helpful. And I could also put together that when Sherlock says, uh, when, when they say, oh, I sponsor this guy, I could could put together that, okay, that's a sponsee. That's that's the relationship that they have.
0: Oh, yes. Yes.
1: So that was a character I was not familiar with. Um, I have read a lot of uh, Conan Doyle uh, short stories, but I don't remember Randy from them. So
0: Yeah, he's in the later stories. Yeah. Um. Ready. I don't love
1: the later ones so.
0: Yeah it makes sense I mean it's it's kind of weird Because like he's described in the books As like wearing a sweatshirt and yeah. stuff And so you're, you're just like what but, You know um, about
1: like <laughs> not to Not to get out of the bit For one second but you know about that one Like Sherlock Holmes story That Conan Doyle wrote when like World War 2 Started and it was all About how British values How Sherlock is now working For the like for the British to spy on the Nazis and it ends with this like incredibly embarrassing like patriotic speech at the end
0: oh no <laughs> I, I've never heard of that
1: British patriotism is like the biggest brain disease that you can I mean American patriotism is also bad so you know
0: it's well yeah it's a spin-off yeah basically, yep. yeah
1: it's it lit- literally is yeah
0: <laughs> yeah but
1: it's like it's I mean there was some like British value stuff in the early Sherlock Holmes stories, and it's obviously like a famously British character. When it's like when he's like talking about how cool Churchill is, that's like I don't love that. A bit that. cringe. It's a little cringe. It feels incredibly out of character for him to be to be like that. But anyway, in yeah. this this is this isn't one of those. Um, in this one, he investigates a dinosaur mystery. <laughs>
0: Yes, very so appropriately
1: we, for uh, for spooky month of October. I'm so scared of dinosaurs.
0: Well, they're coming to get you, so you should be
1: they're just they're
0: saying. Here. <laughs> um, this this episode starts out with a bit of a throwback, I guess, to the Conan Doyle days, where yeah. well, I don't know if humors was only anyway. <laughs> Sherlock has a drill, and he's like touching a point on his head, and he's putting it up against a skull, and he keeps this is like going to be a thing that he does a couple times in the episode that he like tries to drill into the skull and he gets a text and it's from his sponsee like we said randy who may or may not be also randy but his name is randy (laughs) uh and the text says you know i'm thinking of getting high like can we talk and so sherlock calls him and then he emerges from his experiment room and he says... He starts talking because he thinks Joan is there. So he's like, I've just had a most upsetting conversation with, with Randy. And then there's just this, like, random woman in the living room. And they just, like, look at each other. And she says, I'm gay. So funny. And Sherlock says, I'm it's not. A
1: great, great comedy routine.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm like... This is, like... I, I could see this, like, kind of work in writing...
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, I don't know, the way it's... It, it feels so labored, you know? It's like...
0: It's, a, <laughs> it's yeah, all
1: back and forth. She's like, I'm gay. And Sherlock is like, I'm not. And she's like, that's my name. Oh, okay, I'm Sherlock. I'm also, you know, gay.
0: I am, though, gay. Yeah. <laughs> Saves time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I gotta say, when I watch this... When I watch this, like, without subtitles... I still didn't quite understand what was happening here. Uh and then I turned on the subtitles <laughs> and then I saw that they spell gay with a capital G and then I understood that uh that that's what's going on. Um The gay is a name, yes. Yeah. She does say it's my <laughs> name. I was just I was just I don't know, didn't hear it or something. Mm-hmm. I was like really confused why they only talk about her sexuality instead of like as a person.
0: Right. It's this. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people lead with that kind of information, but yeah. it's usually not like literally the first thing you say.
1: Yeah, you don't need to reduce them to to that. You don't need to be like, "Gay is in the room. Gay is now sleeping on my couch." You know.
0: <laughs> he he's a little weird with it. <laughs> yes. He's like, "Okay, uh, nice to meet you." And like, he's he's uncomfortable that like a, a stranger is in his house or whatever. But then Joan comes in and she's like, "Oh, I've, I see you've met Gay," and uh, Sherlock is like yes joan i need to speak with you excuse us gay
1: yeah (laughs) like you really yeah that's what when i didn't understand that it was supposed to be her name i was really confused about that like why he why he why he needs to say it like that (laughs)
0: right it's like the um meg stalter like the pride month sale um Uh have you have you seen this video like so it's uh, back in Pride you know. She was like, "It's a video of her as like a small town candle shop or yeah. something that are, that's doing a Pride sale, but it's like they're very out of touch." So it, the the video starts with her going, "Hi, gay this <laughs> month." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just Great. a lot of that, you know, like these these sales really slay. Y- yes, queen. Yes, queen. Buy candles. The house down. Boots. Um.
1: They said it's in Cinderella. Have you seen Cinderella?
0: Oh God, I have not
1: the new movie Cinderella. There's a scene where the where her fairy godmother transforms her into gives her the magic dress, and Mm -hmm. then they're like, "Yes, Queen."
0: (laughs) Oh boy,
1: it's very much. I mean, it's not a great movie.
0: It's that's such. It's so weird when it's just those two words. Just spliced out of their context and yeah. just put into dial because, like, you can be like, I, I don't know, it- to just be like, Yas Queen, like you're just saying it the way that it's typed. Yeah, you're not saying it the way you say yes. You're just it's. Uh. <laughs> yeah.
1: Also, it's like like the fairy the fairy godmother is played by the Kinky Boots guy. I forget his name. Um, but the- other than Other than that, like, other than the, than the, like, woke, uh, godparent stuff, uh, everything else about the movie is, like, distressingly heterosexual. So. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna nod to the gaze, like, in this one specific instance so that we we can seem woke, but then it's, then it's like, you know, still the, like, straightest possible story, like. (laughs)
0: Also, like, that's such a straight thing as well. Like, the role of, like, I need to get dressed up and pretty. I will get my gay friend to help.
1: That's exactly it.
0: (laughs) It's like, oh, this character is gay but does not talk about sex or romantic attraction in in any way. Like, he is there to adorn the female woman. Yeah.
1: Billy Porter is his name, I
0: remembered. Billy Porter. Thank you.
1: Thank you for your service.
0: (laughs) Yes. Thank you, Billy.
1: Billy Porter should have played gay.
0: Billy Porter should have played Cinderella. (laughs) Then it wouldn't have been so straight.
1: Billy Porter should have played the dinosaur in this episode.
0: Yes. Oh, my God. Um, Okay, we're so far in and we haven't even, like... (laughs) We're, like, 30 seconds into the episode. So... (laughs) So, Joan and Sherlock are discussing why gay is here. And... um, Joan is, is looking at one of Sherlock's old case files that he had given her from his, his trunk of of failure, basically, where he's like, This is my most hated possession, is all my cold cases that I haven't been able to fix. I mean haven't been able to, to solve. So she's she's looking at one of them and she has a theory about something. There's like some weird rock um outside this guy's house. This guy, Doug Newberg, who was murdered in Riverdale, because that's where he lives. Yep. And he had a rock wall outside of his house in his yard, and there's like one rock that like looks different than all the other rocks. So Joan went and um, got gay from. Uh, <laughs> she's a, a geology fellow at NYU. Look, there's there's
1: nothing funny about like the inherent thing of gayness. You know, we we shouldn't just laugh mm-hmm. at saying the word gay, but it's pretty funny. <laughs>
0: It is. It's just fun. (laughs) So Gay is a geology uh, fellow at NYU, even though you can clearly see she's not a fellow. She's a gal. So kind of a weird choice of words there. But
1: Yeah, what the fuck? (laughs)
0: Uh, But so they're going up to Riverdale to... To look at the rock,
1: you're saying this fellow thing in joke, but literally, the entire like past 50 years of German feminism was just focused on like grammatical agenda. It's very weird. (laughs) (laughs) They had this big fight that you always have to list teacher, uh, like Lehrer und Lehrerin, right? Like teacher and teacher woman, Uh and then like. Sometime in the past ten years, they discovered that non-binary genders exist, but they already fought so hard to make German language as binary as possible when it didn't need to be.
0: (laughs) Uh huh. To include teacher parentheses woman. Yeah. So now, is there a third word?
1: No, they just put in a star, and (laughs) they're they're gonna they're gonna say Lehrer in with a pause so that the pause represents all non-binary people
0: Mm -hmm. great it's great (laughs) that's really great that's the
1: representation we need
0: in english we have either the male word becomes the gender neutral word like actor yeah or you get um people who are very well meaning usually gender non-conforming themselves um, doing the twee thing of taking a female word and putting the word they or them in it instead, so that it's uh, gender neutral, quote unquote, but still, you're s- you're still applying. You kind of think that non-binary people are uh, feminine. Yeah. Like. Uh, yeah,
1: I hate that more.
0: <laughs> like, like theyds and gentle them's is like. It's just bad to It's just bad to hear and say. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But it's better than I th- you know being hate crimed. I mean, so. It's better
1: than being misgendered, of course. But, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's, be- it's better than yeah, it's better than uh, people being like offensive on purpose. But you know, yeah, it's just annoying. It's not mm-hmm. harmful. It's just annoying. Um, yes. Yeah, that 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 was like a possibility in Germany like fifty years ago that they could have like come up with neutral forms, but they they went because that's that's when second wave feminism happened, so they went really hard in the direction of like using female forms, mm. um, always mentioning the female form, having a female form of everything. Anyway,
0: mm-hmm. mentioning the female form sounds like my Friday night with the fellas, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> So Sherlock goes to a diner with Randy to talk about speaking of the female form, to mm-hmm. talk about his like problems cuz they're going to go they're going to go to a meeting but it's like not for another 20 minutes. So Randy is like, "Can I tell you about my problems? I'm Randy, it's my name, but I also am." Um and so he says his ex-girlfriend Eve who he used to like use with and like the first time he used was with her and the last time he used with her um she's coming back to the city and um she wants to move in with him to get clean like while living with him and Sherlock is like hmm that's a terrible idea don't do that Mm. because you know Eve wanting to get clean means she isn't yet so she's he would just be living with someone doing drugs Yeah uh, So interesting moment in the conversation Yeah um, Where Sherlock is like I know about Dangerous women and like you gotta just Cut her out and Randy's like Oh is that what you did with your woman and Sh- Sherlock is like it's the right Choice <laughs> Cause he's like <laughs> is
1: that- Did he have a woman uh- problem
0: Yeah Moriarty is a woman and She kind oh. of is a murderer and stuff But um cool was also his ex-girlfriend and then he thought his ex-girlfriend got murdered but she actually faked her own death to be to Uh go be a crime person so it's like this Uh it's like this whole thing but um it's i
1: don't know how i feel about that
0: (laughs) (laughs) he also writes letters to her and like hasn't stopped doing that um yeah so but he know he, it's one of those things where like you have the problem, but you and you know how to fix it, so you can yeah. tell other people how to fix it, even if you don't do it yourself.
1: Yeah, it was interesting characterization for Sherlock mm. uh, to to see him deal with this problem because he, of course, then like later, he's he's always to when he talks to um, when he talks to John, he's mm-hmm. like. Uh, I didn't intend. I didn't know. I the, m- my job is not to be a relationship consultant, right? You know? Yeah, yeah. Like has this whole thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's um, like
1: kind of funny. I I don't super love this plot line because I don't know the this like relapsing, relapsing junkie plot line. I feel like I've seen this so many times. Yeah, in these I mean, types it's of shows.
0: It definitely happens a lot in in this show because yeah. Sherlock himself, you know, is in is in the middle of it and Yeah. I do yeah, I think it's funny cuz he's it's like just still him grappling with the same objection that he had when he was told he had to be a sponsor or like that he should be a sponsor where he was like, "I don't want to deal with other people's problems though." And this this would be that. I would have to do that. Yeah. And like in a later conversation with Joan, he's like, "I I very carefully constructed my life in a way that I didn't have to listen to other people's relationship problems at all." Yeah. Now I did. I hate it.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's like kind of like it's interesting from from Sherlock's perspective. Just at the same time, the the like if you if you view it from like Rand's perspective, I'm like, uh, it's just it just goes in a really like predictive. Direction in a way that, like, I don't really get much of a much of a sense of Randy as like a character. You know, mm. like, I'm I'm not sure if it's just because I. I mean, part of it is obvious, just because I watched only this episode. Mm-hmm. But it he also very much seems to only feel fill a role and not like like he's not. There's there's nothing compelling about him, at least in this in this one plot line. Like it really feels like he's filling this like stock plot yeah yeah, you know
0: yeah. he's he's the sponsee yeah yeah and yeah and and when we first met him he he didn't really have much going on for him either just we just knew that he wanted a sponsor and then yeah like sherlock grapples with it and then it's like okay i'll be your sponsor and randy's like great so yeah we'll, we'll we can talk about it more when it comes up later in the episode as well but yes. um so Gay and Joan are starting their Investigation and they are looking at the rock In person
1: they got Dwayne Johnson For a cameo what the hell
0: Oh yes they're smelling what he's cooking He is telling them To shut up like that Jif <laughs> It's amazing can
1: you imagine the rock Being in elementary <laughs> like, Just Just this like Humongous guy in a very tight Shirt like
0: it would be so great to see like him and Marcus talk to each other because um, Marcus Bell is five five. Um, yeah, and The Rock is a million feet tall. I don't know how, <laughs> how tall is The Rock. <laughs> uh,
1: what's that in feet? Six foot five.
0: Six foot five. Wow. Yeah, that's tall. That's I mean, that's a full t- full foot. Full foot taller than than Marcus. I don't know. Yeah. I would love to see The Rock in one of those like funny you know, like they put him in a sweater and glasses roles where he's like
1: Oh my god.
0: You know, he's a librarian be and he's so like good. I never would have suspected that someone from our library would get murdered over a book.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've seen I've seen, like, takes about this, that, like, Jungle Cruise and, like, all, all his, like, recent movies just, like, disappoint because they, like, always miscast him in this, like, leading man role when he he works much better as, like, either a weirdo or, like, a sicko, like, in, yeah. in Fast and Furious movies where he's just, like, insane. <laughs> it's just a really... really weirdly intense character, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what he has experience in from, like, wrestling, right? Like, it's not like anyone in wrestling is a normal person.
1: Yeah, you don't cast... You don't cast ex-wrestlers. Like, you don't cast John Cena in, like, a... Like, an everyman role, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. they just... They just stick out so much. Yeah. I think he would work in... I don't know if he would work in elementary. I would love to see him go up against Sherlock. Like, just to... (laughs) <laughs> I, I would just like to see the, the him and Johnny Lee Miller play off of, each, off, off of each other. Like that would be fun.
0: John Cena and him, or The Rock.
1: Wait, what's what's the name of Sherlock's actor?
0: Johnny Lee Miller.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, oh. I I wasn't. Say, oh, I you was... mean you mean him or John Cena? I I mean John Cena would also be good. <laughs> I was thinking I wasn't sure who
0: were, yeah, I wasn't sure who you were talking about. Yeah. Um also just mentioning <laughs> John Cena in a regular thing just reminds me that um he was in the Fred movie. Do you remember Fred from YouTube? Fred
1: from YouTube? No.
0: Um it was this like obnoxious character that was basically this just this guy like screaming um in like a really oh. high pitched voice. Um Yeah, I've seen this guy. Yeah, so they made a movie for him. And his dad is played by John Cena and shirtless. Um.
1: Yeah, I just, just looked up Fred the movie and the uh, first result of the John Cena guest stars on Nickelodeon's Fred Colin the movie.
0: Mm
1: hmm. Uh, he just seems to play himself in this one. Oh, this is, this is my. It's a lot better than you'd think. I looked up. Uh, th- so I went on the Fred wiki. Mm hmm. Uh, and it says Fred's dad. Fred's dad is Fred's father and Fred's mom's ex-husband. He was not given a name in the web series, the movie trilogy, or the show, as he does not appear directly aside from his imagined standing in in the movies. In his Fred, he makes an appearance and his full name was revealed to be Fergus (laughs) Figglehorn.
0: Oh, right. Fred's last name is (laughs) Figglehorn. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Can you so imagine cute. if John Cena's wrestling person- Wrestling name was Fergus Figelhorn.
0: <laughs> We're getting so off track. I'm being a terrible host and just letting you run wild on my podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is me on most of my podcasts. So.
0: It's just fun.
1: It's just, yeah, I don't have that much to say about the episode of Elementary. <laughs> um, other than fun dinos stuff, I guess.
0: Yeah, so there's a... um. So the rock is a different. The, they find a, a rock that's a yes. different color than the wall. I'm only thinking of the of Dwayne Johnson now, but I know they're like this rock has striations on it. So uh, Gay is like this rock is like super old, and um, the rock is like, can you smell what the rock is, Cookie? Um, and <laughs> she says it's probably from the Cretaceous era. So Joan sends a picture of it to Sherlock and she's like, the rock is from the Cretaceous era. And he, he responds, fascinating. You'll have to steal it.
1: That was very funny. I like that.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's time for the intro. Bonk, 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 bonk. Elementary. Elementary. I think you got the short intro today, huh? The what? You got a short intro? You didn't see the whole Rube on. Gold- no, Goldberg I just got a sh- short intro. Yeah, it's really strange because I looked it up online and it said there were only like four episodes that got a short intro, but I feel like I've... Oh, damn. I feel like there's a it, lot of them. Like maybe that, maybe the thing I looked up online was wrong. But but do people really do that? Go on the internet and tell lies? and Lie? I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, um, they, Sherlock and Joan meet up at the morgue and... Um, Apparently, Gay was not down to steal, so she was not following the uh, advice of be gay, do crime, but that's fine. Mm. They got someone else to do the CT scan, and the, the guy who's doing the CT scan comes in. He's like, oh, you guys are going to want to see this. And <laughs> <laughs> they go, and it's a full dinosaur skeleton fossil in the rock.
1: Dinosaur.
0: So, dang. And, and Sherlock is like, Yeah, I have to hand it to you, Joan. I think you did find something that I missed in my investigation. <laughs> uh, a full dinosaur. You
1: found a di- You found Jurassic Park.
0: <laughs> yes, his yard became Jurassic Park. Yeah. So, they go to a museum, and they meet this guy who introduces himself uh, as Jerome Thomas. He's the curator of the museum, um, I'm sure he's introducing himself for no reason. And um, it's just a coincidence that we get his full name Dr.
1: Jerome Thomas.
0: Dr. Jerome Th- Thomas. And he's like, look at this skeleton you're standing next to. This Dimetrodon is the only full skeleton of Dimetrodon that's ever existed. Uh, yeah,
1: nothing sus about that.
0: Mm-mm. We're just at a museum and it's fun to talk about things that are in museums. Yeah. So then he's like, I heard you got a fossil. And they show it to him, and he's like, Holy shit! <laughs> this is crazy! And um, he's like, This looks like a nano tyrannus, which is just a very small tyrannosaurus rex, yep. basically. Small enough to fit in a rock. And it's a baby. So I thought this was maybe like a baby tyrannosaurus rex, but I think it's a different species and also a baby. It looks
1: like it's a, uh, I mean, know, who knows? I think you can just make up whatever about dinos cuz they're extinct. So like They're not can...
0: around to defend themselves.
1: Yeah, you can't really check, right?
0: Yeah, but it's pretty cool. It's like the whole it's the whole thing. Yep. He says, you know, this was probably smuggled into the country from Mongolia and that kind of thing would cost like high 7 to low 8 figures, which is hundreds yep. tens tens or hundreds of millions of dollars. A lot of money.
1: I'm trying to scan wikipedia on the nanotyrannus thing but apparently there's like some there's like some disputes between like different studies uh on whether like all nanotyrannuses they found were actually just like young regular t-rexes like whether that's mm. a subspecies or not is apparently like not like it, it it seems like it was a 2020 study that says that Says in a 2020 study, uh, showed the specimens referred to nanotyrannus were all onto genetically immature and fa- oh. found it probably that these specimens belong to T Rex. Wow, but this was in 2020, so like th- oh. after this episode aired, so I guess they just didn't have the elementary writers just didn't have the information on nanotyrannus that mm. we have available these days,
0: yeah. So it was in you know 20, 2015 or 2016 that they found the the Nanotyrannus fossil with, like, a, a big oversized lollipop next to it. Yeah. Like a school book or something. So that you know it's a little Yeah,
1: kid. Yeah, like a backward baseball cap.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So now we're back at the, the brownstone. Sherlock has his one of his collages up, one of his evidence walls, um, where he's just... It's
1: not a collage. I don't do art.
0: It's I don't do crafts. Joe. I don't do crafts.
1: That was, that's what he said, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um and uh, cuz he was going to look into he he was, you know, he's joined the investigation now and and uh he had some theory or other and was going to start looking into stuff and then he gets another text from Randy and he says uh that Randy's gyno difficulties persist and he's got gyno, go <laughs> gyno
1: difficulties.
0: Gyno difficulties.
1: Always saying that.
0: As opposed to their problem which is dino difficulties. Oh, Mm -hmm. um. Yeah, I don't know why Sherlock talks about women and relationships like that, but he sure does. (laughs) Yeah, he likes to be creative with the way he talks, and also is kind of a weird scientist misogynist. Misogynist sometimes.
1: Yeah, I'm like trying to put. Ideologically, this is so weird that they make Sherlock both like more, much more explicitly like almost aggressively heterosexual mm-hmm. in in a way that like other Sherlock Holmes interpretations would like lean more into a like the homoerotic direction, mm-hmm. you know? With mm-hmm. like both making Watson and Moriarty women You know and also mm-hmm. him having explicitly A history with women but then at the same Time he does have the same Like Sherlock Holmes misogyny that he That he usually <laughs> has that you can Then yeah. attribute to yeah he's misogynist Because he's gay or whatever you know yeah. Like a point you can make Or asexual yeah. you know but like This is it's kind he of just... weird That they it's kind of weird that they both Make him straight and also misogynistic <laughs>
0: yeah yeah he i mean i think it's like i think they try to make it so it's like he just hates he hates everyone like he's anti mm. but it, it, yeah just sometimes the way he talks he he says things that he truly does not need to yeah <laughs> um because like i think he he has a disdain for i think if randy was having trouble with a male partner he would still be like Rolling his eyes and like yeah making a yeah fart but then would have the, idea, the same but...
1: problem that his now he's being homophobic right but also right. like still explicitly straight
0: <laughs> right right I like, doubt he textually. would be he would be so like wordplay heavy if it was a guy yeah. like but maybe I don't know and and andro, andro problems andro problems yeah so yeah so. Joan is like, okay, well, I'll I'll keep decoupaging things. I'll keep gl- gluing stuff to this collage while you're gone. And Sherlock's like, that's not the point of it, Joan! <laughs> but he, <laughs> he leaves and, and she continues the investigation. And then the next morning she wakes him up. And uh, this is a bit of a role reversal because he often will wake her up by, like, throwing clothes at her and stuff. And this time he's on the couch sleeping and she throws some mittens and a hat or something at him to wake him up yeah and she's like i was looking at stuff all night and i discovered a lead and we're gonna get some ice cream and she looks like but it's winter and joan's like Exactly. exactly so the lead that joan has found is that a guy who is best friends with doug newberg was this guy diego salcedo and he has priors and he has a fleet of ice cream trucks that have permits that are currently active, even though it's wintertime. Mm. Nobody's buying ice It's cream. winter. You're going to get nobody cold. Has,
1: nobody eats ice cream. I think you should eat ice cream in the winter. Why the fuck not?
0: Yeah. I I have done this a few times where there's a, um, a restaurant near me that, near my work that does um, Impossible Burgers. Yeah. So I go there and I get an Impossible Burger and I get a shake. And then I drink this shake that's like milk and ice cream and blah, 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 whatever else. And then I walk back from the restaurant to my work and I'm like, wow, it's colder out than I remember it being. I'm so chilly right now. And I'm like, no, it's not that I'm not wearing enough sweaters. It's that I've drank a f- frozen drink. Like,
1: <laughs> I thought you were like tricking yourself into thinking it's not winter, right? But- <laughs> shake yeah I, right I don't know I, I would also not drink a hot cocoa in in the summer I guess but I would wouldn't mm. have a problem with eating ice cream in the winter I don't know
0: yeah you can't it's, eat it outside but I mean inside I think inside it's fine there's no seasons inside exactly you know it's like how they say like oh all men are the same height laying down it's like mm-hmm. every season is uh' it's the room same temperature inside inside
1: <laughs> every season is ice cream season if you turn up the heat.
0: Exactly. So Joan has looked into these ice cream permits, um, because most of us are most of the people in New York are not as enlightened as you and I, in terms of when you can eat ice cream and when you can. And these ice cream trucks have permits that are in industrial areas that mostly include ports. So that sounds like a place to smuggle some stuff. And so they they go to stake out the ice cream truck. And um, Sherlock asks Captain, he's like, so is anybody like taking the dinosaur or what's going to happen with that? Uh, and Kevin um, is like, "Oh yeah, well, uh, Immigration and Customs is going to come grab it." So why? And Joan is like, "He wants to take the dinosaur home." And this is like, <laughs> <laughs> this is a very relatable moment to me because I was at a I was at a fundraiser um, for this bird sanctuary that my sister volunteers at yesterday, and um, the centerpieces there were like salt and pepper shakers that were like ceramic mm. little like little ceramic birds and I very much was like so like what's happening after to these salt and pepper shakers can I mm. am I, can I... but <laughs> I think they reused them so god damn it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah Sherlock is just like can I take this dinosaur rock home or can
1: I walk the dinosaur <laughs>
0: y'all mind if I open the door, get on the floor? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody walk the dinosaur. So anyway, so the ice cream truck gets an order of uh, not ice cream. Some shady nope. guys are looking around and they get a big box that they hand off to each other and, you know, giving, giving a big wad of cash. And Captain's like, this is a lot of money for an ice cream bar. Because the the story of that kid who accidentally bought 200 crates of ice cream from on Amazon <laughs> <laughs> hadn't happened yet. <laughs> so he didn't know that that was possible. So anyway, they, they bring in the guy because, you know, they open up the box that he had exchanged and it, there was Cuban cigars in there and not, not ice cream. Oh shit. Yeah. No melted Spider-Man faces, just Cuban cigars.
1: Cuban cigars.
0: Now this is another episode where it features ice and they Never say ice. I mean, they say ice when they're saying ice cream, yeah. but they always say ICE. 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 agent, and it's just so interesting. Like they, it's this weird. is this is a world before like ice was yeah. a topic we were talking about all the time. Yeah, it's just it's different, different, different time. Different times,
1: different ICES. Here ice. Here, ICE is just a train. So it's a train. It's a train that goes fast. Yeah, it's. Uh, oh,
0: where you are? I thought you meant an elementary. I was like, did I miss? Inter-Ci- this?
1: Yeah, Intercity Express is what it stands for. Intercity
0: Express. Yeah. I wish that American Ice was ICE was also replaced by a big train that goes fast. That oh, would be good. That would definitely be a lot better for a lot of people. Yeah. Probably cheaper too. <laughs> Get on it, <laughs> Joe Biden. Yeah, the ICE
1: trains are not the cheapest, but you know. <laughs> It's very funny how, like, Americans are always like, oh, German trains. German trains are not good. They're just less dog shit than American trains are.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a very low bar to be less dog yeah. shit than American trains. Yeah, the the train that I take, um, the subway train that I take to work is only, like, half of the time um, the right temperature. Great. Yeah so it'll be like cold out and i'll be wearing a sweater and i have to take it off in the train because it's like really warm yeah for just no reason and
1: the opposite has happened to me when i uh when i took took a train to to hungary and uh i i had to wear a sweater inside but it was like 30 degrees outside like celsius like that's that's very warm like it was it's really warm summer weather but they The AC in the train was, like, down to 15.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, like, blasting. Yeah, Yeah, that's useful when there's a bunch of people in the train, because then everybody's heating up the train with their body heat. But then when there aren't a bunch of people in the train, you just freeze. Yeah. So, enough about trains. Well, I'll never have enough of trains, but... (laughs) (laughs) For the purpose of the podcast. They're they're talking to this guy, um, the ice cream truck man... Somebody comes in and is like, "Captain, we got an ICE, we got a couple of ICE guys here for you." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, tell them I'll be a minute." And she leaves. And then um Diego Salcedo is like, "I did not kill Doug. He was my friend. All I know is that I was hired to move this rock and then the buyer fell through, so I, you know, didn't didn't want to stash it at my house because I knew I was being watched, so I was like, "Hey Doug, can I give this to you?" And then the next day he was murdered. And uh, F. Whoops. F. <laughs> um, and he said, you know, I figured it was connected, but I also thought that the killer took the rock because, you know, his uh, Doug's place was ransacked and everything. And then he was like, you could have my DNA, you can have my fingerprints, whatever. Like, I didn't do it. So, there... That's an interesting... It's like kind of a lead, but kind of not. Yeah. So... Like, right, And then they're outside of the interview room and another person comes up to the captain and it's like, hey, the ICE guy is here. And he's like, These guys, I told him, no wait. And he's like, What are you talking about? It's one guy. It's just the one agent. It's just one guy. And then it's like, uh oh. Imposter. Hit the alarm. The imposter is sus. Emergency meeting. (laughs) So
1: (laughs) I saw this ICE agent went in.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yes. So.
1: I can't remember a single Among Us room. I haven't played that game in, like, I played that game, like, twice.
0: Yeah, I. It's. it was very stressful to me. Yeah. Um. I think you really have to play with people that you know like you. Yeah, you know.
1: I have only played with people who have already, like, played before a bunch, so I was, like, mm-hmm. I didn't know all the pro strats.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I always had to use the fake tasks if I was ever an Imposter, because I, I couldn't... Yeah. I don't remember them. Yeah. Anyway. So they have an emergency meeting in the evidence room. And the, mm-hmm. the evidence guy is like, I was following him the whole time. I didn't see him bent." <laughs> and the captain is like, we told you. Red is sussy. What are you doing? But so basically this guy was like, they looked legit. And they didn't want to be kept waiting for you to come around, captain. So I just gave him the rock. And Sherlock is like, You have just presided over the theft of evidence, which also happens to be a priceless archaeological treasure. Bye!
1: Hate when that happens.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't... I think that that cop's gonna be on paid leave for a little while, I think.
1: Yeah, that cop gets ejected because now he's being sus.
0: He is being Sus! So, th- so they're like, okay, so these guys are, like, advanced. They must have, like, an icy contact or something. Because, like, we haven't released it to the public that this uh-huh. fossil was found or anything. So how did they know to do that? And so they're going to, you know, track down the list of the ice cream truck guy's uh, buyers and anybody who knew he was carrying the rock and blah, blah, blah. And they're, like, they're also trying to figure out, okay, who would have... Who would want to buy it? Because it's not like you can stand in an alley with your, like, your coat open and be like, I got a rock here. There's a dinosaur in it. And, like, have people buy it off of you for tens of millions of dollars. So there must be some fence or something. So they go to a very irregular, irregular. Highly irregular. Highly irregular. um, Because Sherlock is like, all right, Joan, it's time for us to see if we can get some info from mm. C
1: C that's C. weird that she doesn't know her name
0: mm. and he's like, it's on purpose, I'm a great detective. I could know her name if I wanted, but I don't.
1: Yes, it is common in our shared hobby to only to only know each other's <laughs> f- uh, initial,
0: yeah, and Joan's like, what's that hobby? Sherlock says. uh, Sexy letters Mm. He doesn't say it like that but I don't remember what he says
1: (laughs) Yeah I don't either (laughs) He describes it in like a weird way And then John is like You're writing dirty letters And he's like that's a highly prudish way to put it
0: Yeah (laughs) Yes And Sherlock gets this like kind of look in his eye While he's like she's very skilled
1: (laughs) (laughs) Her her grasp of the erotic language Mm. Mm.
0: Her grasp of something. <laughs> so,
1: this is great, though. She is great. Yeah, the greatest character of the show.
0: I like the way that they. Yeah, I like the way they they cast her. Yeah. So she's the the head of a, a top auction house. So you know she would know a little bit about fences and you know people people that are involved in stealing and selling you know priceless artifacts because that's mm-hmm. what she does, but on the legit side. So. He's like, I don't know what she looks like, but I recognize that scarf. So mm. he goes up to this woman and it's this like older woman with like white hair. She looks like very classy. Yeah. And like, she's a great voice. Yeah. And he's like, do I look like what you thought I would look like? And she's like, I'm never picturing your face. So I don't know.
1: Parts of you that keep my imagination occupied Are fully clothed at the moment (laughs) This is the This is the quote on the Elementary wiki page for C
0: (laughs) That makes sense She doesn't say a lot of other stuff That is a very That's a very apt uh, Encapsulation of who she is
1: You want to know the quote for gay On the elementary wiki page for gay
0: Is it I'm gay? You want to
1: guess? Yep (laughs)
0: <laughs> the funny thing about that too is she's in other episodes. She comes back later to talk to them about rocks and stuff.
1: Yeah, but is she gonna say anything as iconic as I'm gay? I'm also gay.
0: Well, probably not.
1: <laughs> as my sexuality. <laughs> <laughs> not just as my name, if mm-hmm. you didn't understand it when I said it before. Just I'm to gay. clear up any confusion. I'm gay. And
0: I am gay. And I am. And also gay. So, um, so C tells S there's been rumblings and grumblings about, um, one guy who's like very, uh, notorious, I guess. And, uh, he calls himself the magpie.
1: Very shitty name for a crime guy. Zero out of 10. Don't like it. (laughs) It's very unimaginative.
0: But magpies like to collect shiny objects. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's a cliche.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little on the nose. It's a little on the nose.
1: If from the show that brought you g- gay, who is also gay, uh, <laughs> I expected better. <laughs> gay, who's gay, and Randy, who's Randy.
0: Mm-hmm. And Joan, um. Uh huh. She's also there. So, yeah. um, so Sherlock acts, asks C how they can get in contact with the magpie, and she says, He will find you if you have something he wants.
1: The magpie will come for you. Mm
0: -hmm. So they go back to the the brownstone and Sherlock has decided to lure the magpie out with something shiny, as he says, which is he's um, apparently when Martin Luther wrote his 95 theses, he also (laughs) mailed some out to some other people. And so he's going to pretend to be this guy who's like inherited one of these letters and is like, oh, I don't know what this is. Who can help me sell it? like put it on ebay or something and the great thing about this is the first couple of pages he says are in latin but after that he's just like free form written whatever he wants um so his 42nd thesis is that thaddeus is the best apostle and if you disagree you'll be viciously tickled (laughs) sure so i bet 43 is like girls are not at good not as good at sports as boys
1: yeah (laughs) let's see the 69 though
0: oh 69 nice
1: nice funny number it's the weed number
0: that (laughs) that's gonna be on time.is that's gonna be a (laughs) quote for tomorrow is just 69 nice martin luther
1: (laughs) that's a classic martin luther quote he said that in german nice
0: how would you say it in, in german nice is german just english <laughs> do you, or do you not know German and you're just lying no, and you're but, like, "Oh,
1: it's the same." I mean, it's not, but also it is like a lot of mainly like I mean slang terms or like stuff like this because because me because because all like popular culture is mm. American, we just like took on a lot of like English loan words.
0: Okay. So if you were going to say that something was nice in German, you might say it a different way. But if you're going to say 69 nice, you say, you say 69 nice.
1: Yeah, but you can also just say, uh, you know, like, if you want to say I have a nice house, you could also just say I have a nicest house. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can just say nice.
0: That is just saying I have a nice house in English, but with, like, some stuff in your mouth. Yeah. Ich habe a nice house. How do, is it hab ich haben nice house
1: yeah it's fine
0: what what it's, is it actually it would be
1: it would be ich habe
0: ich habe yeah. nice house nicest house
1: yes perfect
0: wow duolingo watch out
1: <laughs> <laughs> i i love when duolingo the, the has me translate 69 nice <laughs>
0: How are you going to have a conversation if you don't know what to interject when somebody exactly. says sixty nine without realizing it?
1: Exactly. Now sixty nine in German this is one of the tougher words because that is neunundsechzig. Huh? <laughs> exactly. Nine and. No, <laughs> it's neunundsechzig because numbers in German are like backwards, so you say nine and sixty.
0: Oh, neunundsechzig. Exactly. Wow. My mom nice. for like a couple months tried to teach me some German. And mm-hmm. I didn't remember any of it, but I'm I'm gonna tell her it's all coming back to me now. And be like, Mom, I remember the <laughs> I remembered the number sixty nine. Nice. Uh <laughs> nicest house.
1: <laughs> My mom was born in nineteen sixty nine. So like uh, it, she has sixty nine on her license plate and then,
0: Oh my gosh!
1: It's just like it's because, because it's my birthday. I bet whenever you know, she goes to make usernames
0: well. like online, she yeah. puts like her name and then sixty nine, and she's like, "That's taken again." Why? <laughs> Dang it! She born on April twentieth yeah. as well. No, still pretty nice.
1: Still nice. Yeah.
0: So once uh, Joan has read. Thesis number forty-two about mm-hmm. being tickled. Sherlock tells her about his um his ongoing problem with with Randy, where he's like, you know, I think I found a solution to Randy's Eve problem.
1: Hmm. I know all about Eve. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and. So he's found- you know he's tracked her down obviously and and um reached out to a contact in Chicago who found out that yes, Eve has open warrants there, and so Sherlock is like, "I could just tip them off that she's here, and then boom, she's out of Randy's life, and there you go there you go and Joan is like, "But you're not gonna do that right and Sherlock's like, "No, I'm not, which is a bummer because it's a perfectly good solution but I feel bad, so I'm not gonna: <laughs> And then we okay, we've discussed on the podcast before Sherlock's spectrumness being on some kind of autism spectrum type uh. situation.
1: There's a spectrum haunting Sherlock. <laughs>
0: It's No, Sherlock, look out. It's going to seize your means. <laughs> Production.
1: Oh, no, he can't hear us. He has his headphones in.
0: <laughs> but this is a big, um, a big tally in the probably column. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, he says, oh, I have to give up this perfectly good plan because of, and Joan says, because of compassion. And then Sherlock just looks at her while she's looking at him and he says, your expression what does it mean damn i love it pretty good i love it and she's like no expression i'm not thinking of anything There's Nothing. I'm just... it's like you're not saying something and she's like i'm gonna go make dinner i'm just cutting onions i'm just gonna go k- chop some shallots yeah so yeah she <laughs> we cut to her like you know a little bit later she's left the scene and she's in the kitchen and Sherlock's like, I know what you're thinking. And then he basically, like, has a conversation with himself at her. Yeah. He's he's like, I know I can't fix Randy's problems for him. Because then he won't learn. And I just, I want to help him, but I don't have any more control over his sobriety than I do my own. You know, I'm just being vain because I want my sponsor to be, my sponsee to be, like, super successful because I'm a great sponsor, you know. Good talk, Joan. Thank you for your advice. And she was, she's like... Okay. (laughs) i just chop some onions. Some shallots, but sure. And now he goes back to drilling the skull. And he winds up to drill it. And he gets a text. Randy's always texting him at skull drilling time.
1: Yeah. Randy is a big skull head. (laughs) He wants to save that skull.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's pro-skull. Skull's rights. Yeah. So he's like, all right, I'm going to go just talk to him. So he meets up with Randy again. In the diner And he's like, look Randy You gotta You gotta You, you, you gotta cut her out of your life That's just, that's it She's a Bad influence, you can't get sober like this You can't And Randy's like, but she was blah 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 And Sherlock's like, has she gone Nope, I've told you my answer That's just, that's what's gonna happen Or he's like, "That you know, that's, that's my assessment Yeah No additional information is gonna change my assessment And Randy's like, dang Okay, and then and then Sherlock does like kind of help it a little bit because he's like, I'm saying this because I care about your sobriety, and you know, I I want what's best for you, like, not just be not being mean to be mean. Like, I think yeah. this is just.
1: I mean, it is hard. Like, Randy yeah. really is like in a situation where he's like asking for his advice, but only like wants to hear the one answer. Right, like,
0: right. Like, he doesn't really want advice. He kind of wants, like, permission to do the thing that he wants to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's hard, too, because, like, this is definitely a person that he cares about. Yeah. And, like, in a neutral circumstance, you would want, you know, oh, this person is an addict who wants to get sober. You know, that's something important to me. Yes, I want to help her. But then it's like, but she's not doing it. And you're also not there yet. You can't help. You can't help her while you're trying to help yourself you got to put your own gas mask on before anyone else's, you know? Yep.
1: It's tough.
0: It's tough. And Randy says, okay, I'm going to take a big poopy. Uh, <laughs> Randy's just like, okay, I'm, g- I'm going to go to the bathroom. And he leaves. And, um, and Joan calls while Randy's in the bathroom. And uh, they have a conversation about, oh, the magpie emailed the, like, the fake account that Sherlock made up about, you know, like, Found this book in my attic at Hotmail dot com um, for the the, the- theses. Um and uh, it's like you know this anonymous account that's like I have the capacity to connect you to serious buyers, and these payments could be made outside of tax considerations. blah blah So it's like, it's him. It's the magpie. It's the magpie. That's him. And the the, the funny thing, like this this. Conversation begins with Joan Sherlock being like, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm here with Randy." And Joan's like, "Oh, if you need to, you, you need to go. That's fine." And Sherlock's like, "If I want to co- end the conversation, I will hang up." And Joan's like, "Okay." And then at the end of the conversation, she like starts to ask him a question, and he hangs up because Chekhov's hanging up the phone. <laughs> 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 And uh, then he's he says to the waitress like, "Oh, can I have a tea?" And the waitress is like, "Oh yeah, I thought you guys weren't ordering because your friend just left." uh Oh dang it! Yeah. So now they just they move on with the magpie investigation and uh, Sherlock's telling Joan like, "Yeah, he's not answering my calls and I, he just left. I don't know. So we'll see what happens to Randy." And um, it's just more good news as they get to the magpie's house. And they go to knock on the door, and the door is open. That's normal. So, yeah, it's good. He's a friendly guy. And he, he, like, you know, they poke the door open and they walk in. And, of course, since they just discovered the identity of this guy, he's dead. No, he's dead. Not the magpie. Another
1: mystery added on top of the mystery we've had before.
0: More information and mysteries. So, um, can't stop walking into
1: these murders.
0: (laughs) If they just got places 10 minutes earlier, (laughs) none of this stuff would happen.
1: You could have saved the magpie. (laughs) Mr. Holmes, I gave you all the
0: clues. (laughs) That's the 69th thesis, it's just a drawing (laughs) of a snowman. Yeah.
1: Yes, yeah, no man, but like in in a deer hunter cap, with a pipe. Uh,
0: yes. So the other strange thing is that not only is the magpie dead, but it appears that the rock that Joan and Gay were smelling, what he was cooking, mm-hmm. was destroyed next to him. Huh. God
1: damn.
0: So they're like, wait a minute, like, because you know, if you think of like who is g- who would kill like a fence, it would be like a rival, yeah. but then wouldn't they steal the super valuable thing that he has? So they're like, who would want to destroy a fossil? What the heck? What the hell? So now we go back to the brownstone, and I guess some time has passed. I don't know where Joan has been, but uh, Sherlock is catching Joan up. Oh, oh, uh, I remember what this is. It's 4 a.m. That's why Joan is not <laughs> that partaking makes sense. in the investigating that Sherlock's doing. So Gay is back, and she's being gay. She's asleep, but she is gay.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's classic gay behavior. That's gonna. That's like one of those things that is gonna get you like a hundred k retweets on Twitter when you post "gay people be sleeping."
0: Gay people be sleeping, fellas. Is it gay to sleep? <laughs> yes. You're literally waiting for Mister Sandman,
1: <laughs>
0: another man. Uh huh. <laughs> so, but Sherlock is blasting opera, um, at four a.m. to keep himself up because he's he's on something. He's got some some idea. Yeah, he hates, he doesn't
1: like opera, but. Uh, Mm-hmm. He needs it to stay awake.
0: he doesn't like opera because it's stories about people's relationships with each other yeah <laughs> and he's like, this is who needs this
1: it's um uh, to, to 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 all the opera heads i I know everybody caught this while watching this episode that it's uh, it's the overture of the marriage of Figaro by mozart
0: mm-hmm Joan knows it too, which is very. I mean maybe that's what he's always playing. Yeah. But, you know, if I was woken up at 4 a.m. with, like, opera, I wouldn't be like, oh, who whose song is this? Is this the... Is this the marriage of Figaro again? <laughs> yeah, they're right at the vows of Figaro.
1: Are you when people keep blasting the marriage of Figaro overture at 4 a.m.? It's like... It's like I live pretty much at the, pretty close to the center of the student city, and the students outside my window, like sometimes at two a.m. at night, keep blasting the Marriage of Figaro mm-hmm. Overture by Mozart. It's very distressing.
0: Yeah, they're like getting crunk yeah. to the Marriage of Figaro. <laughs> it's like learn a new song, you know?
1: Yeah, like it's like, like...
0: Imagine Dragons and Marriage of Figaro by oh, Mozart. Remember
1: when you when when parties was still li- were still illegal. Um, and there was always that guy who like whipped out an acoustic guitar and said, "Anyway, here's the Marriage of Figaro, overture."
0: <laughs> yes, today you're gonna get <laughs> married to Figaro, and that's his name. Um, I'm very, very familiar with the Marriage of Figaro. So, so anyway, Joan, uh, Joan comes downstairs because she's woken up by the opera, obviously. And she's like, so what are you doing? Like, what, what have you discovered? And Sherlock tells her all about the title of the show, of the episode. Um, so there's this theory in dinosaur circles called dead clade walking. And a clade is a group of animals that survive an extinction event. And apparently there's this whole theory going around that um, after the Um, meteor hit the earth that killed the dinosaurs some of them didn't die there were still some around the conventional wisdom is that that's all of them they all died and there's this like stripe the kt boundary in like the fossil uh the layers you
1: know yeah i mean i have never seen a dinosaur in real life so i i uh, i think that's pretty strong evidence for for them all dying But you know
0: yeah. I mean, here we are hanging out above the KT boundary. So, yeah. we saw, but this nano tyrannus that they found um has evidence a- according to Gay, who is now asleep but still Gay, has evidence that, that that fossil was above the KT boundary. So that baby Tyrannosaurus Rex was running around after the meteor. So that's crazy. And apparently this would just completely fuck up everybody's shit. In the dinosaur studying world,
1: oh, the dinosaur community.
0: Mm-hmm. The dino community.
1: On oh, the on the dino message boards,
0: dinosaur talk is <laughs> going crazy. R slash dinosaurs. R slash yeah. dinosaurs. Yes, exactly, exactly. All comments are locked after a heated debate. Um,
1: <laughs> is the Nanotyrannus a libertarian?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Locked after eight thousand pages of of heated debate. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And and it's funny because Joan and Sherlock have this like. Joan is like, what would that, why would that be upsetting to people? And Sherlock's like, I don't know. It's like something to do. They just, these people are nerds. (laughs) They they will just be upset if somebody disagrees with them. They're arguing because that's what they like to do. So yeah, I guess that's, that's their next lead. So they bring into the police station, the city's biggest opponents to this dead clade walking theory. And they're like, okay, so we found this fossil and we found this guy dead because of the fossil. And we think that one of you killed him so that no one would see his fossil. Um, so can we have your DNA, please? And um, it is it's it is kind of funny. They have this moment of where they're like, and this, you know, we found this fossil that would prove dead clade walking. And there's a shot, a reaction shot of like all of the yeah. archaeologists just being like, okay, yeah, sure. Um uh, but yeah, so when they ask to give the DNA, one guy doesn't like they're they're asking them to voluntarily give their DNA, and there's one guy who's like, "Yeah, I don't want the police to have my DNA, so bye." And they're like, "Ooh, ooh we found our number one suspect now, which is just great, cool. If you have nothing to hide, let us have all of your information." i like the way that this works in this episode because a lot of times like police shows will be like what we just want your dna what's wrong with that (laughs) and then like if you don't give it it must be because you did something wrong and this guy they like they follow him and it, it he's not they they eventually find his dna on like a coke can in his trash And he's not a match. Like, he just genuinely didn't want to give his DNA to the police. Oh, also during this moment, Sherlock checks his phone and Jonah's like, oh, you worried about Randy? And Sherlock's like, no, I'm not worried. I'm just seeing if if he called because... But if he didn't, then that's good because then, you know, having a sponsee is like so risky and it's like difficult. So if he like left, then I would like, I would be relieved because then I wouldn't have to deal with his shit anymore. So I'm actually, I don't care. Is what's happening? Just classic Sherlock. Like I don't have an emotion. You have an emotion. <laughs> Shut up.
1: That's classic.
0: <laughs> yeah. Then they do get the DNA match, and it's uh, a guy in a wheelchair. And they're like, I mean, That's weird. Everyone, everyone can do, you know, their best, and everyone is valid. But this guy, like, murdered a career criminal. Bonked him over the head with a club. That doesn't seem like he's capable of doing that. hmm and they also learned that the the two crime scenes, so the magpie and Doug Newberg were, um, the DNA doesn't match. so' oh, weird. So it's like two different people killed these two extremely related yeah. people. But DNA is DNA, can't argue with that, mm-hmm. it's science. It's always correct. There's definitely not a history of DNA being also a flawed method of evidence. No, nope. It's fine. But then this guy's lawyer comes in and she's like, he has an alibi for like the six hours surrounding the murder. Um, it was like Instagram photos. He like was doing a guided tour for these, you know, millionaires who be on their phones. So there's all these pictures and, you know, evidence of him doing this. So now they got nobody. They no, They got no dang idea who could have... Who could be the guy? Because this, the back to square one, basically. So now they're back at the brownstone, and back at it again at the brownstone. <laughs> exactly. Sherlock and, um, does a backflip. Mm-hmm. He breaks the uh the sign. Yep. That says brownstone outside of their house. Um, and Sherlock is cutting up these like shredding um the file but, like, one piece at a time. And Joan is like, why are you shredding Doug Newberg's file? (laughs) And he says, there's a study done of worms that were better at doing a maze if they ate other worms that had done the maze. Mm -hmm. So maybe if I eat the file, I will gain information. Yeah. On the uh,
1: the trivia uh, section for the IMDb page for Death clade Walking, the episode... It says eating paper is a very bad idea as the human stomach cannot digest it. Oh no.
0: <laughs> Fun trivia, plot hole. He <laughs> shouldn't eat paper. 4
1: out of 6 people found this interesting.
0: <laughs> That's great. And he's eating like he the picture that I mean the the page that he's cutting up is like a full page photo. So it's not just paper. He's also eating, like, a lot of ink, probably. Yeah, that's yucky. Yeah, luckily, Joan is able to persuade him not to, because they start talking about the case. Joan read the trivia section.
1: She was like, uh-oh, if enough people is consumed, it can be lodged in the intestines, causing a bowel instruction, which would have to be surgically removed. You don't want that.
0: Oh, no. Oh, my God. I wonder how long Sherlock would go without pooping before being like, wait, maybe this isn't... um, (laughs) evolutionarily advantageous and something's wrong with me (laughs) yeah probably a while um and would joan help with the surgery because she used to be a surgeon no anyway (laughs) so (laughs) you're not engaging with me about this you don't want to think about a big ball of paper in sherlock's butt (laughs) yeah i don't know (laughs) I want to. I want to get in that informa- I want to get in that uh, that idea. Like I'm a pill that Sherlock swallowed. Yeah, that's I'm right there in the that, action. That's
1: that's a weird fanfic trope, though.
0: <laughs> I didn't mean it in a in a vory way. I just meant like I would watch a live stream of a camera that he swallowed. Mm. You know.
1: Yeah, in a in that's not way. less
0: weird. I'm realizing. <laughs> um,
1: no, that's normal.
0: Cut all of this, editor. Oh, you said it's normal? Okay, it's fine. I'll keep I said it it's normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm being... I'm it's always...
1: Just, look, you just have to say that it's for the scientific interest. Exactly. You need to learn about human anatomy.
0: I'm trying to grow more IQ points. Yeah. How else are you going to do it? I just want to be more like Sherlock. So Joan is like, well, maybe you can look at, like, the Magpie's um, previous customers and, like, see if there's a lead there. And Sherlock's like, oh my god, <laughs> duh! Of course, Joan. I already did that. I couldn't find anything. <laughs> and uh, this is where um, this is where I got my nickname from, which is that uh, the magpie writes all of his customers in his ledger with syn- no, not synonyms, pseudonyms, fake names. So we've got Bucky Wanderstick. We've got Michael McBender. And we've got Snipes Houlihan
1: Snipes Hoolihan.
0: Snipes Houlihan No Sleeve McDyichel, Nope. But I'm sure that was on the next page But Snipes Houlihan very interestingly Has bought four different dinosaur bones From the same like species of dinosaur But like a toe here A little bit of smi- spinal column there Stuff like that
1: Interesting Interesting oh, that earlier interesting. in the episode we learned that This is the only complete dinosaur <laughs> skeleton made a big and deal the out name of the exploring. guy who has it yeah <laughs> talk to Jerome Thomas
0: <laughs> I had to turn back a page in my notes and write that name down yeah <laughs> because I didn't think it was important when I first saw it and then it's like oh nope it, it might be it is so the next day Joan wakes up to a book in her bed and some tickets to the museum that they've already been to and a little area circled on the map. And this is this is character growth for Sherlock yeah. because if this was season one, he would have been in there throwing clothes at her, saying "Get up, we're going <laughs> to the museum right now," <laughs> throwing an umbrella like it's raining. Bonk. Bonk. Also, did you notice in this scene? Um, eagle-eyed viewers will notice that um, Lucy Liu is very pretty.
1: Now, now that y- now that's something that only the real heads know. Like
0: it's. Mm-hmm. You have to really be paying attention. Yeah. did you did you see it in the episode?
1: I noticed. Yes.
0: Yes. All right. I I like to make sure that only real <laughs> fans are on this podcast with me. You know, you can be a new fan, but you have to yeah, you have if to you understand don't pick
1: up on the subtle uh, subtle undertones of Lucy Lou pretty. Uh, mm-hmm. Then you might not have uh, sufficient media understanding.
0: Exactly. Exactly. You got to understand how television is made. Yeah. And the first step is when you get Lucy Lou, She's pretty.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's like, there's like the casual viewer who's just like, mm-hmm. Lucy Lou is on screen, mm-hmm. uh, and only the you know it's like the top of the iceberg, and like then there's like yes. the bottom layers that is uh, Lucy Lou pretty.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like the your brain is small versus big. Yeah, yeah, and then like so there's you know Lucy Lou is on screen, and then Lucy Lou is pretty. And then the bottom level is with the brain expanding, like Galaxy Genius says, I don't remember what the plot is, because <laughs> I was just looking at Lucy Lou.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Like like a previous episode where I for one scene just wrote Joan's hair looks nice <laughs> and didn't write anything that happened in the scene.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm fake. Fake fans of Elementary don't even know that she's in it. Uh-huh. Um, they <laughs> right. don't They don't know who Joan Watson
0: is. They just know, oh, it's a woman.
1: Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> they just say, there's a... There's a... Guy... Th- this show has gyno <laughs> issues. I don't, know. I don't know what the word was that you said.
0: Yeah, what was it? Gyno difficulties. Gyno
1: difficulties. That's not mm-hmm. even... I don't like gyno-difficulties, because difficulty is not like a word that you would put a prefix to, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's very labored. Like,
0: like, gyna gynatastrophe. Yeah, no. exac- exactly. Oh, okay. I did nail it?
1: You nailed it in one, yeah. That's, <laughs> she, NBC should hire you to write for elementary.
0: CBS. Well, maybe NBC can pick it up. <laughs>
1: You're right. It's I can never keep those two. I do the New York Times crossword uh, every day, and I hate when there's like a there's like something about the the TV channel that airs whatever program. It can be NBC, it can be ABC, it can be Mm -hmm. CBS, it can be HBO. It's like all three letter uh, things. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, there's. I can imagine too. uh, Well, I mean, like, do you watch American TV? No. I mean, so, so then, yeah, you'd be even less likely to know yeah. any of that stuff. Like TNT, if it's drama, TNT knows drama. But if you don't know that, that's another just, you'd be lost. TNT has
1: wrestling on.
0: TNT does dr- wrestling?
1: Yeah, I think I think AW's wrestling show is, is on TNT.
0: Huh. Because they make well, a I'm big learning. deal
1: out of it. That
0: it's, <laughs> uh, oh. TNT has okay. wrestling.
1: It says TNT. Okay, it's going to air on TBS from 2022. TBS? Uh, it's currently airing on TNT, yeah.
0: Huh, that's really strange. I mean, just the branding of each of these channels is is surprising I don't, to me. I, I
1: never the pick on, on up on these because they, they keep talking about how now only on TNT, but I can never pick up on the subtext on of, like, how this fits into American society.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what are the greater implications of TNT knowing yeah. drama?
1: Yeah, also, I guess, like, TNT aired wrestling in the 80s also. So now it's like a bit... It was a big thing when they started adding. It's like, back on TNT. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. We're home again.
1: Yeah, wrestling is coming home.
0: <laughs> so Joan takes the ticket. She goes to where it is on the on the map in the museum. And Sherlock is there with a big cardboard sign, uh, walking in a little circle around the Dimetrodon skeleton that we, you know, the, that we met at the beginning of the episode. Yep. And it just says, this is a fraudulent Demetrodon. Great stuff. He, because, you know, Dr. Uh, Thomas, no, what's his name? Jameson. Dr. Jerome Thomas. Jerome Thomas. Dr. Jerome Thomas said it was, you know, he found it at the dig in one big piece, um, you know, the full skeleton. And yet here he is. Maybe he's the one buying all of these pieces to fill out the ske- skeleton. So like, you know. He's at a dig, and he's like, "Oh, we got ninety nine percent of the skeleton. Just to say we got the whole thing, and I'll fill fill it in later." Uh. So Jerome Thomas comes down uh, because he's like, "Why do you have a sign in my museum? What the heck? Yeah, we're the museum. We're supposed to have the signs."
1: We're <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's illegal to like turn up with a sign at the museum. I don't know.
0: I mean, I don't think it's illegal, but I think it is very provocative. Oh, for Which sure. Which is why, I mean, why Sherlock was doing. That's it.
1: the main point of science, right?
0: Mm-hmm. To provoke. Yeah. Oh, yeah, science! I thought you said science, and I was like, "That's also the point knowledge? of
1: science." You know, um, the <laughs> Catholic Church. Uh, yes, it's very easy to provoke. Uh, it's all about. Um, it's all about how this proving that God is actually proving that God is actually fake and made up, mm-hmm. um, and di- dinosaurs are real.
0: That's what all science is about. Yeah. That's what they don't want you to know about the COVID vaccine Is that w- they inject you with the knowledge that God is not real <laughs> That's the real point of it yeah.
1: so. <laughs> COVID vaccine is turning the dinosaurs gay
0: Oh, They are gay We also call them gay but they are gay <laughs> This Dimetrodon is named gay and is also gay it Saves time but doesn't save space on my sign Yeah. <laughs> so Jerome comes down, yeah, and he's like, What's the deal with this sign? And they do a little parlour parlor room reveal at him to tell us, the viewers, what had happened. So Jerome Thomas not only bought bones from the magpie, mm-hmm. but he also wrote a book with this guy, um, Donnelly, from the from the who had the wheelchair whose DNA was found from the DNA, at the magpie's yeah. yeah, magpie's murder scene.
1: Donnelly of DNA fame.
0: Yes. The D stands for Donnelly. Yeah. <laughs> And he wrote a textbook about, like, dinosaur stuff. You know, they're like, welcome to Dinosaurs 101. This is the KT boundary. Eating cereal, no dinosaur will ever, ever be found above the KT boundary. And then this nanotyrannus shows up and they have to spit out their cereal like fools. So if this nanotyrannus got out and people learned that dead Clade walking is a real theory, then there goes the sales of all of their books that they're making a bunch of money off of and they'd also look stupid and like scientific, scientifical idiots as opposed to me who looks smart for saying that.
1: Scientists hate that. The scientists hate to look stupid. It's the whole point. Yeah. Of, it's the whole point of science and besides provocation of course. Uh, besides, right. Besides riling up all the religious nuts. Um.
0: They have <laughs> one hand for flipping the bird at the catholic church. Yeah. And one hand for poking their thumb at themselves, like get a load of this guy. (laughs) I'm smart. I'm smart. Or maybe they're pointing at their head.
1: I fucking love science. (laughs) Epic rap battles of uh, dinosaurs versus the Pope.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I would like to see a Nano Tyrannus rap. Yeah, I think it would be cute. (laughs) Nano
1: Tyrannus, which I'm
0: Nano Tyrannus, and I'm here to say. Fuck religion in a major way. You know, because it's a baby. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Not a real species and just a child. <laughs> Epic Bethel's viewers are going wild.
0: <laughs> oh! He didn't have to do it to him like that.
1: <laughs> Pope retired. <laughs>
0: So, so Jerome Thomas, Dr. Jerome Thomas, um, is like, you get out of here. And they're like, okay, but we do have, the police have a warrant to get your DNA and they're going to look through all of your stuff. And we should, we just wanted to tell you now so you can confess. Oh, and the thing about Donnelly's DNA getting on the magpie was probably that, uh, Jerome used, uh, you know, an excavator tool or something that, that Donnelly also touched. So he wasn't actually involved. But they're like, but I bet Doug Newberg, you mm-hmm. got your hands all over that dude to kill him. Just, you know. Much to think about. Blew your nose out and suffocated him with the same <sighs> rag, you know. So we got him.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we got him.
0: got him. That's it. So now it's finally time for Sherlock to drill into the skull. Psych! Um, He starts to, and then Joan comes in with a box, and she's like, Here's your nano tyrannist remains. I guess (laughs) once they're all busted to shit, nobody wants them anymore. (laughs) Nobody was coming to claim them. That's how it works. (laughs) I was surprised, though. I mean, like, I feel like maybe, oh, maybe because it was like kind of dusty. Cause if it broke into like chunks, you could glue that back together yeah. or something. Yeah, or like somehow.
1: exhibit this the, the 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 broken piece. I yeah. look. There's another. There's two things in the goof section on the IMDb page for clade Walking* 2014 elementary TV series. Um, okay. Wh- one of them. Oh, there's also one about the smashing of the bones. There's a lot of like. Paleontologists are, well, actually Because mm. one of them is, say, Holmes referred to The rock uh, containing the fossil as an Archaeological item, but archaeology Revolves around the study of human past And development rather than dinosaurs Hence, the rock <sighs> containing the fossil would instead be Considered paleontological
0: <laughs> Oh my god, they're like, that's us actually That's yeah. not archaeology That's uh, us, and it's paleontology another,
1: There's another about the rock uh, Saying when, when the rock containing the fossil Is found smashed there are pieces of white bone interspersed among the black rock fragments. This is impossible mm-hmm. as fossil bones are essentially part of the rock they are contained in. It must be extracted by carefully carving the rock away from the fossil. Um so I was if, thinking about that. Yeah.
0: Cause don't fossils I mean like some fossils are oh, maybe I'm thinking of the ones that don't have bones. But like there are some fossils that are just like rock with a hole in it that's shaped like a skeleton. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think yeah, so. like it's
1: just the prints of the bones, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I I had that same thought though. I mean, not to the paleontologist level of it, but yeah, when I saw the like white chunks in it, I was yeah. like, that's not the We've seen fossils that are the same age in this episode and they're like dark brown. It
1: must be so annoying to like be to to know to know something and then watch a TV show where they very clearly not did not do any research.
0: <laughs> I would hate to be I would hate to be a hacker and watch any show. Yeah. <laughs> Like, do you know anything about hacking? Is it that much typing?
1: No. I mean, I don't know anything about hacking, but I watched, like, some videos about, like, there was, like, hackers react to... TV hacking or video game hacking, and they were like there was yeah. that was one in polygon where that was like hackers uh, like a hack- hacker talks about like video game hackings, and he was mm-hmm. like, yeah, the most accurate ones are the ones where you just try to guess passwords because that's what it that's what it's usually <laughs> revolves around to' is just try to try to write in words and try to mm-hmm. see if that works, yeah <laughs> But you can't, like, you know, the enhanced shit, like, that's... Oh, yeah. No. The, the last thing I want to point out from this goof section... I'm not sure if this is true, because it says the the music played was not from Marriage of the Figaro, rather, it was from Mozart's opera Don Giovanni. A duet between the characters Leporello and Don Giovanni. Um. But I don't know why they would get that wrong in the show. Like, they would obviously know which music they used.
0: Yeah, unless... Unless Joan is now canonically an idiot about <laughs> opera? Maybe. But that just doesn't seem right.
1: <laughs> weird. I'm gonna have... To, I would have to, like, watch the episode again and confirm. Because, like, on the on the wiki page for the episode, it says it's the overture. So it would be, like, instrumental music. Mm. I don't know.
0: Oh, it wouldn't be a song. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be two people singing.
1: Exactly. Like, you would be able to uh, tell the difference between a duet and, a, and an overture.
0: Yeah. But that's also just very weird of that person, then. Like, did they get a a bootleg copy where somebody had <laughs> put the other <laughs> song over like oh it's copyrighted music we got to play something else i don't know <laughs> it's like very confident of this person to say it's a completely different song
1: i know i mean if you're an opera expert you would probably notice but
0: yeah there there aren't any there aren't any, yeah. there aren't any opera he- Opera heads in my area to smoke a fat Kush blunt with and listen to <laughs> opera with <laughs> or whatever that was what that old Tumblr post. I don't know. Oh God. Anyway, opera. I'm sure someone got fired for the blunder of yeah. putting the white bones in there. Yeah, um, and for
1: using the uh, the wrong Mozart opera. Mm-hmm. Maybe they had or already had the script written and they already filmed it and then they like. Accidentally put in the wrong track From their track library <laughs> I don't know
0: They couldn't get the rights yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They had to put something else in
1: mozart has this weird loophole in uh mm-hmm. weird legal loophole that the rights to marriage of Figaro specifically uh don't go into the public domain as long as the fictional character of Figaro is still alive and he never died so
0: yeah <laughs> exactly yeah there's also a rule that you can't you can't have anybody say anything negative about the marriage of Figaro mm-hmm. um like how iphones you know like villains can't have iphones yeah so it's like that it's like I mean, Joan says like oh uh, Sherlock says he doesn't even like it So yeah. they can't play it
1: I don't think it's very controversial To say that The Marriage of Figaro is a, That Mozart was a pretty good composer You know <laughs> It would be a great hot take To to like become Twitter's main character To do like a thread about how Marriage of Figaro actually sucks It's overrated It stinks
0: <laughs> like not even saying like oh Mozart didn't really write that it was written by someone else but no. just to be like I don't like it very much it it's stinks. not good
1: there's no drop in it <laughs> Right There's no guitars Yeah come on The chord progressions are boring
0: There's no hi hat at all No none <laughs> And there's no samples there's, So it's like Yeah
1: there's no little okay. win feature <laughs>
0: So there's just a little bit left of the episode. Joan hands the nanotyrannus remains to Sherlock. And he's like, these belong somewhere that people will love them, aka my house. And he's like, and thank you, Joan. Like none of this, there's a high likelihood that none of this would have happened without you.
1: Now I'm going to drill a hole in your skull.
0: (laughs) Yeah, do you want me to release your evil humors for you? (laughs) She's like, no. And then I really thought that this was going to be an episode where Randy comes back and Sherlock, it, like, kicks him as his sponsor. But Randy's at the door at the, the brownstone, and he says, like, I got high with Eve last night, but this morning I told her she's got to get out, and, you know, I don't want to see her again. And I don't know if you're still my sponsor or not. And, and Sherlock says, you want to go to a meeting? And Randy's like, yeah. And they go.
1: Yeah, that's elementary.
0: That's the show.
1: That's that clade walking.
0: I really like that that's the ending of that yeah. episode arc of it. Because, I mean, like, you always have things that you want the people you care about to do. But just because they don't listen to you, you know, doesn't mean they're not still deserving yeah. of your support. And especially, like, when it comes to something like addiction. Yeah. That's, like, so hard to beat. So, I like that, you know, Sure, it's like Sherlock a little bit learning how to, like, handle other people and Pretty help good. others.
1: He did do... Gr- Rand did do like the exact thing that that Sherlock was like. This is gonna happen if you if you, yeah. if you meet up with her. But like you know, it's also I don't think Sherlock could have done like anything else. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's like that's just like everybody. Yeah, a lot of like I think especially like a lot of addicts who are new to their like sobriety journey or whatever are like, okay, I know that's the cliche and that's what most people say, but like I'm different. Yeah. You know, like, people that, like, before they go to the, to Alcoholics Anonymous are like, well, I can have a couple drinks and it's fine. And it's like, no, we've all learned that you, get, you gotta just stop. And uh, that's Eve for Randy.
1: That's how it goes. How did we like the mystery?
0: I liked it. I think it was very, um, very typical elementary of, like, there's one weird thing about the mystery and it brings them into a different kind of subculture or, yeah. like, different world. What did you think?
1: Yeah, pretty good. I wasn't fully able to follow all the twists and turns always, because my brain is small, but it was enjoyable.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think I have the advantage of just having seen these episodes (laughs) a lot of times, so I remember like, oh yeah, this is the dinosaur one. It's the Nanotyrannus episode. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Nanotyrannus fake. What? Nanotyrannus fake, because they're just baby... T- baby t-rexes.
0: Oh yes, yes, yes. I thought you were saying the fossil was fake and I was like, No, that was Didn't one... see that part of the show. Yeah. No,
1: yeah. Yeah, I like the I like the kind of like Scooby Doo aspect of uh, of the leader of the exhibition being the bad guy all along. Like that's a very Yeah. <laughs> that's a very yeah. Dis- uh, the one like trustworthy worthy guy you meet at the beginning is actually not trustworthy at all.
0: Yeah, yeah. I do like that like they, they. I think they do this a lot in, in elementary, where yeah, there's like some random, like they go to some random expert or something, and the expert just also happens to be like yeah the killer or like a main suspect later. But I think it, I think it worked in this one because I wasn't su- uh, suspecting it no until they either. went back to the same museum. Like once you're in the same set twice, you're like oh yeah. <laughs> but before then,
1: yeah, they go to a lot of places, so it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, very spooky. Ooh, Halloween.
0: Skellington. Skellington.
1: Dinosaur skeletons. Yeah, it's like two of the scariest things that there are.
0: Yeah. But it's kind of like how when you multiply two negative numbers, you get a positive number. (laughs) That's true. I feel like dinosaur skeletons are less scary (laughs) than dinosaurs or skeletons.
1: Yeah, and I mean, skeletons are only scary when they're like, they're like moving and like, playing mm-hmm. xylophone on their own bones you know
0: <laughs> yes yes and this, yes, uh, when they're this dancing.
1: this dinosaur didn't do that so mm. i uh i was very relieved because i'm very scared of that of that specific thing happening <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah dinosaur dancing skeleton dinosaur skeleton dancing that's so scary I w- i'm thinking about it and just like every other part of my brain just turned off like, yeah, i don't <laughs> I know <laughs> <laughs> we have to move on it's too scary <laughs> too spooky so this is OP. we have a twitter at Elementopcast, cast and we have a discord that you can join that's the the link is in the episode description and uh, we got some questions from i forgot to ask for questions on twitter but we did get a, some questions in discord from a previous guest friend of the show Ooh. joe who has some questions for us. So firstly, Sherlock does his famous cardboard sign tricks in this episode. This is, I think, the second time we've seen him with a <laughs> a cardboard sign. He writes, this is a fraudulent Dimetrodon. This message is straightforward but boring. What would you have written instead? Uh,
1: Dimetrodon sus. <laughs> More concise.
0: <laughs>
1: Gets across the same thing.
0: Fake bones. <laughs>
1: Fake bones.
0: Yeah, I would write Dimetrodon. More think like, so? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, people wouldn't get what I was saying, but I would. I would still feel confident in my message.
1: The don't is very good. <laughs>
0: Thanks. <laughs> All right. Next question, still from Joe. Could Sherlock save the Jurassic Park franchise if he replaced whoever Chris Platt- Pratt was playing? Yeah,
1: I mean. It would be... I, I think the, the thing that I'm missing from the new Jurassic Park movie, specifically from Jurassic World, and whatever the sequels are called, is that, uh, is mm-hmm. that the, the main character isn't like an eccentric British guy.
0: <laughs> is that true of the original?
1: I don't think it was. I don't think it was. There was a British no. guy, but there should have been.
0: There was at least Jeff Goldblum who was lanky, which is not yeah. being British, but it's... <laughs> it's you know, adjacent. It's quirky. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um,
1: <laughs> I don't know Chris Pratt I saw Chris Pratt just drags everything down it's, it's more the thing Like replace him with anyone and it's gonna be better
0: Yeah just I would rather have Like a little weirdo actor Who like yeah. used to be married to Angelina Jolie um, Than a Republican Who's like really Christian and Republican <laughs> I think that would Save yeah. the franchise just not having to Think about anyone's politics In the movie
1: Yeah yeah, I
0: bet Sherlock also would uh, tell them not to do it. Probably, and I don't. The... I'm gonna be honest. I have not
1: seen the Jurassic, the Chris Pratt Jurassic Park movies. I have only seen the Spielberg movie, the first one. So, I'm yeah. a little out of my depth here. But I can like imagine what they're like, you know. And I don't think they're good. And I think they would be better if like if Johnny Lee Miller as Sherlock Holmes. Specifically, mm-hmm. he wasn't—he wasn't just like a different character played by Johnny Lee Miller, but he would be Sherlock no, no. Holmes from Elementary. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I, I haven't seen it either, but I do think—I think I remember hearing about like Chris Pratt's character has that like flirty antagonistic relationship with like the main female in the movie. Yeah,
1: with Bryce Dallas Howard.
0: That like we're supposed to find charming and. I think i would rather it just be sherlock where he's just kind of like rude to people he doesn't know yeah and then eventually isn't rude yeah i think i would like that better than oh well he's you know he's just so handsome so he can say stupid shitty things
1: there is a connection that arthur conan doyle also besides the sherlock holmes stories wrote like dinosaur stories like he wrote a he wrote a story called the lost world which he di- wait, he did? Yeah. Oh man. Which uh, I I think I think that one has like dinosaurs in it. At least there's a Jurassic Park movie called Jurassic Park: The Lost World. <laughs> yeah, he had, he wrote Frost the
0: crossover.
1: Huh. I Me. Mean, am I am I imagining that dinosaurs are in this? <laughs> yes. The Lost World uh, is about an expedition to a plateau in South America where prehistoric creatures, including dinosaurs, still survive.
0: Nice. So there you go. Oh man. He should have adapted that into a Sherlock story Yeah I'm sure if someone asked him to do that at the time He would be like, fuck you I hate writing this character
1: <laughs> Yeah, that might have been at the time When he retired Sherlock Holmes Because he was sick of writing that um, mm-hmm. And then he had to bring him back And wrote even more, write even more stories than he wrote before
0: Because everyone was rioting Over him being dead <laughs>
1: Everyone hated that he killed Sherlock Holmes.
0: So good. I love that he could have like he could have written a story of like Sherlock retiring and maybe he could have gotten away with it, but because it was like and then he died, fuck you. Yeah. Everyone was like, No! Bring him back.
1: <laughs> it's it's good to know that like fandom culture was just as bad as it is today.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, it would be like um, like I feel like the 3 years leading up to like Sherlock coming back on Twitter would be like the same as like the years before Frank Ocean released his first <laughs> album Where, like anytime Sherlock like anytime Arthur Conan Doyle like did anything like tweeted a picture of his lunch people would be like, yeah. "When's the next Sherlock book?" Yeah,
1: right. Like like every like every comment on the George R. R. Martin's posts. Yeah, exactly. I want to do that. Last question.
0: Yes. So, gay is a pretty on-the-nose name for that character. If you had an equally on-the-nose name, what would it be? We got a similar question when we were talking about Randy the first time. Mm. Um,
1: <laughs> what did you say back then?
0: I think I said gay.
1: <laughs> Damn it.
0: So, yeah, I would have to think about it a little more. Uh, I would just be
1: mustache, probably, because I have a mustache.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I would be, like... um. I would tell people my name was Andy Uh because it was short for Andy Capitalist. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. You know, yeah. I think that would be, that would be my name.
1: Yeah. I mean, you already have, uh, you know, you already are flight cub and you always have to explain what the second B stands for. So I feel like it kind of goes in a... Goes in a similar, I mean, it goes in the opposite direction, I guess, because Gay always has to say that my name is actually what I am, and you have to explain what the B stand for, stands for. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it stands for Twitter, so yeah. it's people don't know. So, just first off, OP is hosted on Noise Space, which is a podcasting network. So, thank you to Matt Gamecube for hosting Noise Space and hosting Elementop. Thanks, Matt. But speaking of Elementop, no, <laughs> but speaking of Noise Space. <laughs> Janos, you are on some Noise Space joints. Well, I'm not. I'm emphatically not on
1: Noise Space. Uh, Wait, what? No, my shows are on. Not hosted on Noise Space. We're only on the. Friends of the show section
0: Shit, I'm sorry, I didn't know
1: that It's, uh, yeah, it's confusing I don't know, because I have guested on A lot of noise Space shows and we're like Basically adjacent oh, okay. uh, well, I have a couple of podcasts, uh, you can listen to Who Watches the Watch, which is a Discord podcast We read the Discord books by Terry Pratchett uh, We just finished up Father, Um, Just in time for Christmas uh, You can also listen to A Song of Babies and Puppies Which is my podcast about A Song of Ice and Fire Books, we're currently reading A Storm of Swords um, Or you can listen to my newest podcast About the Tintin comics It's called Tintin 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 I host it with Sarah uh, My costumes um, And you can find it by going to TintinPodcast.com Which is putting Tintin into your podcast app And you're gonna find it
0: Nice, very cool
1: Also you can listen to Lynchpin which is my podcast about David Lynch movies and Twin Peaks stuff Very cool. Um, every, every, every Everything David Lynch did Basically, we have already released our episode on Inland Empire. So all that's left is Twin Peaks season three. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that will be exciting. I know. I assume. I'm, I'm excited. So, I mean, speaking of Friends of Noise Space, you've, no sp- you've noise spaced on a lot of episode podcast features. Yes. Um <laughs> 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 That's how I would put it. I think my first time hearing you on a on a podcast was on Nightmare and Era. You did the um I've been sleep experiment. Yeah,
1: I've been on there a couple of times. Uh the 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 sequel to that episode just came out yesterday.
0: Yes. For spooky October season. Spooky
1: it's not a spooky story. It's it's a remarkably unspook unscary story. Um but mm. I had a g- great time being on that, so do check that out. <laughs> we talk about Funny, drum creepy pasta for twenty minutes before we get to the story. So,
0: <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't go on Nightmare and era to learn things about <laughs> about creepypasta, creepy pasta. Yeah. Creepy pasta specifically. Yeah, that's you know. why I
1: like to be on that show because I don't know or respect creepy pasta in any regards. <laughs> and I think that's just a funny dynamic to do. Um.
0: Yes. And where can people find you um for your your Twitter and everything? My
1: Twitter is tianoskapuay. You can follow me on there. Um, it's just my name.
0: But you are also... You are Janos. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: I. It's my name. And I'm also...
0: <laughs> I'm Janos. It saves a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And I'm Val Flight Cub. You can find me on Twitter at um, Yeah, As I said before, the second B stands for Twitter. Um, <laughs> I'm also on <laughs> Zero to Zero, a podcast that's currently about um, the DC bad movie universe. And I don't know why I said that like there was gonna be another one.
1: You were on an episode of Matter Meter Lads.
0: I was on an episode of Matter Meter Lads. Yes, I had opinions about poetry. That's, because Nikki uh, was not available. Yeah. So
1: that's co-hosted by, by the co host of my podcast. So. Which
0: one? K. 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 <laughs> K is on the Song of and <laughs> Puppies. Okay. All right. Well Giga and I are on Zero to Zero together. So it's a big spider web. I know of lovely podcasts. I'd like to thank Noah Geist for our intro song at Owl Dude on Twitter and Summer Geist at Stellar Ghost for our pod art. Oh, I also have a.
1: <laughs> I also had a podcast with uh, with Summer. It's uh, currently on hiatus, but you can listen to the "Quote Killer Chronicles" if you want to. If you want to learn why why the name of the wind is a bad book. <laughs>
0: Now is that also a friend of Noise Space or
1: That is also a friend of Noise Space yes Alright
0: alright Well Janusz I would like to say thank you for having For having been on the episode Thank you for being on the podcast with me Thank you for having me on You're welcome And as I always say this marble will keep on rolling
1: Big marble keep on rolling That's also a podcast I forgot to plug Immortal Incantations Heartspear, Where we write a young adult novel (laughs) 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 So many shows it's awful
0: (laughs) Do you have any more you want to know? you check your list or anything. <laughs> well, thank you again. And uh to all our, our listeners, goodbye.
1: Bye. She is watching the detectives. Who is so cute? She is watching the
0: detectives.